weeks in a row with no Chelsea clean sheet. That pensioner double-up is looking quite weak. Some defences did well, like Arsenal and City. I took a hit for Bowen, so Sean Dyche made me feel shitty. There were plenty of hits as Covid starts to strike, but a double for Gallagher, what's not to like? Fitzput and Bernardo, and as mentioned, hit for Bowen. Of course you can guess which way his arrow's going. But whatever the weather, we'll smile through the pain when that clever punt on Vardy has failed you again. The boys are back after a break that was we, as we welcome you to FPL Face-Off, episode 23. Tom, you're back in the land of the living. How are you doing? Yes, well, physically I'm feeling better, but um, mentally I'm recovering from another poor game week, unfortunately, ravaged by COVID on the back of four red arrows in in a row now, unfortunately. It's been a tough few weeks for for many, but yeah, I think uh, when you have have scaled the dizzying heights that you have, um, your highest rank, what, 350 or something in the world? Is that right? 344. I was soaring like Icarus so close to the sun. And now, yes, yes, my my glue is well and truly melting as I I come (laughs) back down to earth. We'll come on to our, our scores and everything. Welcome, by the way, listeners, um, to uh, another episode of uh, FPL Face Off. It's the podcast where two comedians uh, face off uh, against each other in the FPL and Sky Fantasy Football games. And we're a little bit despondent. Uh, I think I think we're not alone. You know, lots and lots of, of people have, have had a really challenging couple of weeks and, and we will come on to that. But yeah, for you, Tom... Uh, I mean, you had you had the cheek to to tell me that you were almost as bad as me, uh, and then I said, "Oh, how how have you got on?" And so, what did you tell us? So, obviously, you were at three hundred forty four. Sorry, three hundred forty four. Full stop. Uh, a few weeks ago, and and where are you at now? How'd you get on this week? Well, as I said, I've had four red arrows in a row. My last, put it this way, in game week eleven, my game week rank was one thousand in the world. Right. Game week twelve, my game week rank was five hundred. And then the last four game weeks, it's been five million, four and a half million, two and a half million, and three and a half million. Yes. So it's okay. a real turn of fortunes. And amazingly, actually, I'm still just inside the top 10K. So I must have been really clear of 10K back in game week 12. And yeah, slowly, or well, quite rapidly, that's been eaten away at. Um, and I don't, I think it's all relative. It, if you had a red arrow, no matter what rank you are, you you feel despondent and you feel like you're chasing things. Mm. So it doesn't matter whether you're ranked a million or or ten k. Like if you've had a red arrow, then it's a negative end to your game week, and you feel like you need to try and do something to to bring it back up again. Yes, and I think that that's a you know that's a really important um, part of the game. To be honest, you know it is a game at the end of the day, and uh, it's really important to remember that. But it is blooming difficult. You know, you had, uh, I think you said four in a row. I was three in a row up until uh, up until this week. Spoiler alert, I have a very small, um, small green arrow. But from my rank, that isn't <laughs> isn't as um, noteworthy, perhaps. But yeah, I think it's really important to kind of remember that ultimately we we are trying to have fun with this, albeit in a competitive way. And it is very easy to let it ruin your your week and it has done for me three out of the last four <laughs> um, i'm not gonna lie yeah and I, I haven't it hasn't ruined my week i've, I've i was close this week when greater was on for a clean sheet i was gonna yeah. be doing all right i had to take a minus eight this week because i had kane and son i decided to take the opportunity to sort of do a mini wild card with a minus eight i bought in ronaldo 
Josh King, who who is looking strong Watford striker to have. Um, Diogo Jota, because everyone else had him and I want to be left behind there. And I've yeah. Bernardo as well. And so I was quite happy with how the team looked. And yeah, it's, the trouble was my, it's my differentials. So Josh King, as I said, he didn't perform. Broyer at Southampton hasn't been scoring. Alonso, I brought in for Chilwell and he got an assist, but the Chelsea double up is not working in defence. And I think having greater over Ramsdale is the one that's really costing me at the moment. I would um I would agree. Yeah, I mean we we both went for for Guaito over over Ramsdale and I think both of us were the certainly the reason that I went for Ramsdale was uh, or Guaito over Ramsdale was because I thought security of starts, you know, I thought they've got a good backup keeper at some point they're not going to keep a clean sheet and surely he'll get given a chance and and that alone, you know, 11 points for Ramsdale this week I think he's averaged certainly almost double figures over the last like three or four. So yeah, that is, um, is disappointing. So how many did you score this week and, and where are you currently ranked? So, so I got, I scored 60, um, but obviously with a minus eight. So it was actually 52, which also saw me knocked out of the cup as well. Um, So it, it was a drop from, I was at 3,100 in game week 15. I dropped to 9,900. Sure. So on the verge of outside the top 10K. Um, but, and now obviously that's all going to be thrown in the air again because I brought in Ronaldo and captained him, which was proved just about to be the right decision. He got one more point than Salah. <laughs> and now yes. the United game, as we recalled, is looking very likely to be called off. So I'm going to have Ronaldo on my bench midweek. Yeah. I think um I think covid chaos is is the order of the day unfortunately and it is the only kind of saving grace is that it's not just us you know lots of other teams in in that position but okay so 52 well I also took a minus 8 uh, my punt um and thank you by the way if you if you listened to the hastily kind of recorded uh, little mini pods that 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 were done last week um but yeah I I made similar similar moves in that I took out Harry Kane, went for Ronaldo, Captain Tim was relatively happy with the um, two points extra that, that that I got from not captaining Salah. Uh, also put in Bernardo, got an assist, put in Bowen. Unfortunately, I took out Rafinha and um, I don't think I took out Embuemo last week. Uh, let me just confirm. Maybe I did actually, that would have made it even worse. Um, no, Smith-Rowe. So I took out Smith-Rowe and um, uh, Rafinha. Obviously, Rafinha scored again. Of course he did. Uh, but I ended up, thank you to Conor Gallagher, uh, I had an all right uh, an all right week. I ended on 70, 79 minus the eight, so 71. Um, that was enough to put me through in the FPL Cup. Um, and yeah, I'm reasonably pleased. As I say, I'm up to up to the heady heights of 187k um but it's just about reversing that slump and you know it's fine margins it's really fine margins if i'd decided to keep in rafinha and um not go for bowen then of course i'm looking at a, a really really uh, significant score but that that's the breaks that's how it goes and um i think to be honest what's happening is the template has shifted so it was big at the back for these first 11 game weeks. Yeah. Obviously, Reese James has blanked for the last four and that's coincided with my slump. 
Mm. And the fixture swings have changed. But there's a lot of teams with good fixtures right now. So United United have got good fixtures if the game is... If they can play. (laughs) Yeah, City, Liverpool, West Ham. There's a lot of options to choose from. Absolutely. It's going to be about picking the right ones when this template shifts. And at the moment, I'm I'm not hitting the right ones. I've just bought in Gallagher for Brownhill because with the COVID chaos at the moment, I've decided to just have a squad of players who I'm happy to play at any given point. So at the moment, yeah. I'm going to have I'm going to have Broya. Well, actually, I'll probably have Livramento, Ronaldo, and Cancelo on the bench in this game week. So normally, you'd never bench Ronaldo, Cancelo. Kind of suspended. Ronaldo may not have a game. Absolutely. But instead of taking minus hits every single week, I think you're better off having just a team that's going to be playing. How are you approaching it? Yeah. So similar. I think I felt. Um, I don't know. It, it, I felt like I kind of needed to take that hit. Um, the other one I did, by the way, was Tony Ivan Tony out for Emmanuel Denis. So I got lucky there. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think. Ever since I I did that, I've been thinking nonstop. Right, I need to not try and I need to try and take no hits again. Um, I was listening to a podcast with a manager who won it. I think it, it might have been um, Black Box. I can't remember which one it was. But Simon March, yeah, Simon March, who won it um, in 2014 without taking a single hit and hasn't taken a single hit this season. And I have definitely taken at least two weeks, possibly three or four I've taken hits. So, um, yeah, I'm, I don't, you know, I don't regret it because ultimately what's the point it's done. Um, but I do think that I, I'm certainly saving my transfer as it stands. Um, so your Gallagher transfer that was in for game week 17, i.e. Tuesday as Tuesday the 14th of December, right? Yes. So Gallagher is at home to Southampton. I've, I flirted with getting Gallagher in all season and then he goes on these little slumps where he doesn't return, but yeah. he keeps on coming up with these double digit hauls. And I think he's going to keep on doing that all year. He's definitely the best asset to have in that Crystal Palace team. He was playing as pretty much a striker in the game at the weekend. So yeah, he's at 6.1. He's a sort of set and forget now, I think for the rest of the season, he's one of those players who you just can't see getting an injury either. He just has got like, Oh God! I hope you haven't cared. Why? Why did you have no. to say that? That is just fine. Unreal. No, he won't. He's, <laughs> he's just got. He's just got that sort of energy about him where he's just going to battle on through, play ninety minutes every game. To, um, to the Gallagher family who are now having to look after uh, recuperating Connor Gallagher for the next. 12 months after Tom has cursed him we're sorry um no I I, I think no, I don't, right. he, he looks fit as a fiddle and I hope that he um continues, continues I don't curse players none of my picks get injured they just get COVID <laughs> oh that's fine <laughs> um yeah so I mean the, the whole COVID chaos side of things you know I think as you said it's really important to have playing squad basically and you know, I'm I'm looking at my team getting it ready for um for well what is tomorrow, and it isn't looking great to be honest. You know, I've got Guaita, James, Trent, Livramento. They're going to all be starting. Um, Salah, Jota, Bernardo, Bowen, Gallagher, Ronaldo, and Denny. But Ronaldo probably isn't going to play, which means that Huang will be playing Brighton, and that means all my bench are unavailable. But it is Foster, Cancelo, Duffy and Ronaldo. So, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah. 
uh, I think Cancelo, Man City play Newcastle at the weekend, and there's just no point in no point in selling. I I would rather have my two free transfers for for the weekend and and see how we get on. Yeah, you've got to keep Cancelo. He's arguably the best offensive asset in the game, if not second best at the very least. And he was till I put him in, mate. <laughs> yeah, and you've probably got value tied up in him as well. There's no point in taking him out. He's he's only suspended for one game. He'd have probably got rested for that game anyway, or at least yeah. some point, at some point over this winter period, all these players are going to get rested, you'd imagine, or at least only get 20 minutes in a game. So to know when his is coming is a bonus, if anything. Uh, I think you have to suck it up and and just try and get eleven players out on the pitch. So I was I was I was going to bring in possibly Antonio for the Norwich fixture, but I've decided now to just get got in Gallagher for Brownhill. I don't want Brownhill playing in my team. I don't want him coming off the bench. So now at the very worst, I'm going to have Broya or Livramento coming off the bench, and I'm happy to start either of those, to be honest. Yeah, it's a it's a little bit of a, a different kettle of fish, isn't it? And if you look at the um, fixtures for Southampton coming up, actually, it's not the worst um, that you could imagine. You've got Palace, Brentford, West Ham, Tottenham, Newcastle, Wolves. So you know it could certainly could certainly be less pleasant. And having those, I think I've um, certainly flirted with the idea of Adam Armstrong on this uh, on this podcast many a time, but. Um, but we will see. So, to what areas of your team would you say are, are your weak links at the moment? Because we're we're very big on, you know, trying to address those those weak links. Um, well, I've still got Rafinha, but I wouldn't call him a weak link. I, I think he can score against anyone, as he proved at the weekend. Yeah, uh, I regret I regret taking tough. him out, to be honest. Yeah, he's got some tough fixtures, but I'm I'm happy to have him in there. For me, my weak my weak area is the the, the forwards because I've got Ronaldo. United weren't very good at the weekend, despite winning, despite Ronaldo scoring that penalty. And they didn't look a great attacking threat. Um, and now, obviously, they're going to have one, possibly two games cancelled due to COVID. Yeah, I've got Josh King, who remains to be seen whether he's the better option ahead of Dennis. But at the moment, it doesn't look like he is. And I've got Broyer at Southampton, who he can score goals. I don't necessarily want him playing every week, though, because... He is rotating with Shea Adams and Armstrong. Armstrong is injured at the moment, so he is playing. But um, Broya's got a flag on him. But I, I, in the uh, press conference today, Hassan Hootal sort of suggested he probably would play. Um, so, yeah, it's my strike force. But then everyone's strike force is weak at the moment because n- none of the strikers are really performing. So I think that's, everyone's in the same boat there. Yeah, that's a very good point. And, you know, I think that's why kind of big at the back was was such a good... Um, such a good and popular strategy two reasons really you know because a because the strikers weren't weren't scoring and b because the defenders were were playing well and were kind of getting points at at both ends of of the pitch so okay nice well the fixtures are certainly coming up thick and fast you know we've got uh, a deadline on the 14th of december um that is followed quickly by um the saturday um game the 18th then I uh, believe I'm right in saying yeah, that then it's the one after Christmas. Uh, so, and then it's after Christmas, we've got two game weeks in very, very quick succession. So you've got the Boxing Day fixtures and then United play on the 27th with Newcastle. And then on the Tuesday, the 28th, we're straight into um, an Amazon Prime video 
um, two days where all the games are available on Prime. So I'd love to say I personally would have lots of time to to sit and watch all, all those. But yeah, I think it, it reiterates <laughs> the point that, you know, it's it's very, very important at this stage to to try and keep your cards close to your chest and not burn too many transfers. Have you, were you tempted at any point uh, with like perhaps using a free hit or anything like that? Not a free hit because I knew that that was just going to paper over the cracks because the Spurs players would potentially still be unavailable for the Leicester game on Thursday, although that does look like it's going to go ahead now. Um, and we're just going to keep walking into these COVID issues. I think the temptation now is to keep on taking hits because yeah. once you've taken that minus eight this week, you realise it didn't actually drop your rank too far. So it now makes you think, oh, maybe I'll take a hit to get Ronaldo out. But you have to look at the points it's going to cost you for the points you're going to make up. So it's, it's costing yeah. you four points to get that player out of your team. It's also taking that position away from someone you've already got in your squad. So for me, it's Broya. So whoever comes in has got uh, outscore Broya plus an extra four points. Yeah. And I can't pick anyone this week who I'm certain is going to do that. So I'm happy to just let him come off the bench. So let's um, let's play devil's advocate for a minute. Let's say that uh, as, as we record, and by the time this goes out uh, tomorrow, chances are this will be um, confirmed. But my understanding is that Man United have not travelled to London on the Monday, which is something that they would normally do for um, a, 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 a game that was in on that day. So I can't see how that game's going to go ahead. And I'd be very surprised Same. if it does. Obviously, we don't know who's who's got COVID. So, so let's say that you have somehow got two free transfers or even just the one and you are looking to move Ronaldo on. Who do you think would be um, a good shout would it be would you take a, a a risk on Lukaku or Vardy having had a rest or uh, maybe a Bamiyang a bit l- lower down what, what do you think no definitely not a Bamiyang because <laughs> correct well that is the correct answer exiled from the team um yes. uh Lukaku is just not fit enough yet especially with these big runner fixtures and when he does play there he's not clicking with the side Vardy yeah. is in and out and he, they've got poor fixtures, Tottenham at home, Everton away, City away, Liverpool at home. For me, I'd be bringing in probably Antonio because despite the fact he's been blanking a lot lately, their fixtures now look a lot nicer. Arsenal, Norwich, Southampton, Watford, yeah. Crystal Palace, Leeds. So he's not going to blank forever. I'd probably bring in Antonio or potentially Ollie Watkins at Aston Villa. They've got Norwich and Burnley in the next two. Yeah. Then they've yeah. got Chelsea at home, but then they have Leeds, Brentford. So, yeah, Ollie Watkins. And I'm keeping an eye on Dominic Calvert-Lewin because Everton have got really good fixtures from, from game week 18. They have, they have uh, Leicester, Burnley, Newcastle, Brighton, Norwich, Aston Villa. So I'd like to get Dominic Calvert-Lewin in, but he's not back yet. He's saying he'll be back uh, for the Boxing Day fixture. So right. we'll have to wait and see. I saw the Everton page uh, tweeted recently to, to show that he's back in training. Um, but when he is back, he's the talisman of that team and and they definitely need him. So he's going to be scoring goals again, I'm sure. Yeah, I would agree with that. Well, interestingly, um, I've just noticed that uh, the most transferred in striker this week uh, with just under half a million, 466,000, is Emmanuel Dennis. And second uh, is Ollie Watkins. Uh, so 172,000 have, have seen enough and, and put him in. Uh, Pats and Dakar. Actually, quite interestingly, uh, only like 30,000 or so, but that's another potential option. 
yeah, I mean, I'm I'm with you. I think if you've if you've got Ronaldo in your team, um, you know, rather than kind of flip flopping, unless unless you're in a very lucky position and you've got no fires to put out, I think that it's it's worth keeping and um, just have to to hope really that everyone does terribly <laughs> and therefore our our score of thirty is actually like eight above the average or something. That'd be great. But having said that, if the game is called off, having speak to you just now. I am tempted to do a minus four. I might take Ronaldo out for Antonio because I'll probably do that the week after anyway. Okay. Because having just having seen United at the weekend, they just didn't look like an attacking force yet. And I think it may be a while before they are. I think Ronaldo could get rested a bit over Christmas. And mm-hmm. I just fancy taking a punt on Antonio. I can't get to Bowen because my midfield's already stacked. So I may bring him in just one game early for the minus four, just put him in against Arsenal. If he scores a couple of goals, he's going to wipe out the Ramsdale clean sheet and I'm going to get some points for him scoring. So that that is tempting. Yeah, no, I can um I can understand where you're where you're coming from. I think uh I I definitely agree that we didn't look great against Norwich and that is something that's you know, is it going to change quickly? I don't know. Um Ralph Rangnick has done quite a good job I think already but yeah there's a long long way to go and a lot of games as well so maybe you've got ahead of the curve there I like it um personally I I don't think I will be making that change but if I did I would probably go for Ollie Watkins to try and um get uh so Antonio is still 39% nearly 40% owned Antonio uh, sorry Watkins is at 7.2% so I quite like that kind of differential but then I'm not in the top 10k and and you very well, much. Well, I, I barely am now, to be honest, mate. I'm just almost like a normal person like you now. <laughs> well, speaking speaking of normal people just like me, um, why don't we check in uh, with our favourite feature, one of our favourite features, probably in podcast history, uh, and why don't we find out how another normal person is getting on as we find out, has anyone scored more than Mo? More than Mo, Mo, always scores more than one goal. Some say he's starting to slow, he's not indestructible. Can anyone out there score more than Mo? So, more than Mo, the feature where every week uh, Tom and I pick a player who has to be valued below um, Mo Salah. That's not very, that's not the challenging part. Uh, We have to predict a player who will score more FPL points than Mo Salah. Um, Don't want to brag, but while Tom may be uh, scaling the heights of the top 10K in in the real FPL world, uh, in more than Mo, I'm absolutely smashing him and um, delighted to, to, to say that, Last week, uh, previously, I chose Callum Wilson in the week before and the week that's just gone, you chose uh, Sancho and I chose Emmanuel Denny. So Sancho got a three-pointer, Mo got eight mm. and Emmanuel Denny. Is it Denny or Dennis? I don't know. Dennis, um, I think, mate, but it, I do it, like the flair you're putting on it. <laughs> Either way, um, he was a menace and uh, it's another three points for me. 
Uh, now, I won't um, take the time to collate the, the scores, but suffice to say, I am significantly ahead of Tom so far. So let's let's claw it back, Tom. Uh, who do you think this week is going to score more than Mo Salah? OK, well, he's been letting me down for the past four game weeks. He was the reason that I was doing so well, and he's now the reason that I'm falling down the rankings. It is uh, the one and the only Reese James at Chelsea. OK. They're at home to Everton. I back them to get a clean sheet again, get back on track. And I like the idea of Reese James attacking down that right flank, hopefully get a goal, maybe an assist, and we'll be back to those double-digit hauls. Very nice. Well, um, as someone who is a Reese James owner, uh, I, I certainly hope that that he does well. Um, I have gone for uh, another player who's, well, hopefully in red hot form, although having transferred him into my team, he's he's already uh, dipped a little bit in terms of what he was doing previously. Um, but I'm going to go for Bernardo Silva, uh, who is at home, I believe, to Leeds. And I think that he was rested in the Champions League. Uh, sorry, he was rested in the most recent fixture. So I'm confident that he will uh, he will do the business for me. And I've got my fingers crossed. So he was rested in the Champions League last week. And yeah, he's he's gonna he's gonna come in. He's gonna let's face it, probably do nothing. But let's let's live the live the hope. Yeah, I'm already not. I'm not fully happy with having Bernardo Silva in. I don't like having City City midfielders or attackers, really, because they get rotated so much and they do share the goals. But he's just good value. And I could just see him being one of those players you get in fantasy who just keep on scoring week in, week out, like Gundogan last year. And you keep telling yourself not they're not worth it. And then they keep punishing you every week. So I I wanted to stop being stubborn. And he did get a very lucky assist, but I'm, yeah, jury's still out where he's going to continue this form that he's in. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, you know, we will, we will see. Time will tell. But yeah, I know, I know with Gundawan last year and Lingard to an extent, um, you know, it, I didn't get on as early as I could have, but equally I got on early enough to, to feel the benefit of them both. So I'm hoping that that is the case for, well, for me, selfishly with Bernardo and with, um, with Bowen but but time will tell and uh, when we record uh, we will no doubt do a little kind of update uh, in between game weeks uh, if you're able to do so I haven't checked that with you but I'm, I'm sure you can um, then we will kind of let you know how how that's gone and of course uh, we we'd love to hear from you so do let us know on Twitter at FPL Faceoff who do you think will get more than Mo? Uh, and if you are able to get uh, a retweet by Mo Salah, um, then then you automatically win the game and we'll be very, very happy with you. So thanks. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so let's have a little chat about Sky then, because I mean, I do not mind telling you um, it has not been a very fun couple of weeks for me in, in Sky fantasy football at all. Um, so cheer me up. How, how are you doing? Um, I'm doing a lot better. I'm Good. slowly climbing back up again. I've I'm up to one thousand two hundred twenty-two, so not quite in the top thousand yet, but it's moving in the right direction. Yeah, my my team. Well, my team was looking good. I've now got Ronaldo, who's a problem. I've got Cancelo, who's going to miss the next game. My theory so far this season has been that 
I could be a bit more cavalier with my transfers because this season wasn't going to be as destructive by COVID. There wasn't going to be as many rearranged games. And now that is proven to be entirely wrong. So I may be running short of transfers by the end of the season now, unfortunately. Um, My weekly rank is uh, 1,856 at the moment. We're obviously we're mid mid game week 18 in sky. Um, So yeah, my weekly rank is, is pretty good. It's up there. And yeah, it's all moving in the right direction. I like my team. I shouldn't have to make too many changes. I'm probably, am I going to leave Ronaldo in there? I I don't know. I don't want to waste another transfer. And I did want to keep Ronaldo. How many transfers have you got left? So I've got 21 transfers left now. Right. So the trouble is if Ronaldo, if the Brentford game is called off, that's fine. But if they then call off their next game at the weekend, you're then missing two games when you could probably get someone in for a free for none, which does then make it worth it. So they play a half 12 on Saturday at home to Brighton. So that does look unlikely that that will go ahead if they're not playing on Wednesday night, Tuesday night, is it? Tuesday night. Yeah. Tuesday night. Yeah. You don't know what Man United um, players have been affected. You know, if, if Ronaldo is one of the ones who's got COVID for argument's sake, or in days gone by, like a Bruno, like a really important part of the team, then actually, even if the game was to go ahead, you just don't know whether the the team's going to play in the same way. I, I don't know. I know what you mean. It's it's a risky one. Um, 21 yeah, transfers. It, it, does, it does affect people differently. Like it could take a bit of recovery time. From what, what we've been, what we've heard is that the team that travelled to Norwich were all COVID free at the last yes. test. So he should be okay, but yeah. but yeah, it's a risk. It's a decision I'm going to have to make probably last minute tomorrow night, and, and then probably regret. But um, <laughs> especially because I'd have to bring in a striker, and the only striker I can think of at the moment is Harry Kane, having just yep. got rid of him. Yeah, that's a very good point. Um, yeah, I think that I think that with the you know the chaos around the the fixtures and and the the changes, I. I really want to hold on to those transfers, but yeah, I know, I know exactly what you mean. Well, I'm, I'm on, um, I've, what did you score this week? Sorry. What was your total score? So at the moment I'm on 140 points. Oh, so I see. So we, yeah, of course we're halfway through the actual game, but you're on 140. Oh my God. So I'm, I'm on 89 and yeah, really, really poor. Um, not helped by Vardy not playing. Um, took out Huang, took out Mares, and put in Bowen, who did nothing. Bernardo, who did nothing. Gallagher, I don't even know if I captained Gallagher. I don't think I did. I think I captained Bowen. Um, but Gallagher obviously scored 22 points. So he was got, he started, he got two goals. He got mad of the match. He got tackled here one. He got shots here two. So... I got 44 points just for captain in Conor Gallagher. Yeah. The guy that was, is, that was a mistake. Yeah. That's, that's the difference. You know, if I, if I captain him, then all of a sudden I'm looking at 131, which is di- different world. Um, sorry, 111, which even so is, is different world. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's all a little bit demoralizing for, for me at the minute in terms of, in terms of that, I don't know what to do. I'm, I'm definitely going to wait and see, um tomorrow whether you know obviously w- whether Ronaldo plays or not and then 
just try and kind of weigh it up. But at this stage, I've got, you know, 10 more fixtures. I would like to, I'd like to get to, certainly I'd like to get to 150, but ideally the goal is always 200 with this, but then I'll need, you know, I need a heck of a, um, a heck of a few days, but as it stands, um, two and a half million in the bank, 24 transfers remaining and we'll have to see. So Ronaldo is my captain currently. Um, but then if that game is called off then, yeah. And it, is likely then that the Brighton game on Saturday morning would be called off as well. Yeah. Good look at, you could get Kane in for free fixtures or you could get um, Ollie Watkins in for free fixtures. That takes you up until Boxing Day. And yeah. then you could go back to Ronaldo on the 27th when they play Newcastle. So you, there's, there's lots of teams there. You could get in a striker for free fixtures for the equivalent of none for Ronaldo. If, if none of the games get rearranged before Boxing Day. Um, because they could go into the following week when the Carabao Cup quarterfinals are played, I believe. So right. United could squeeze in a game then. Okay. Well, that's um. Even, even so, it'd be a free for one, I think, at a minimum. If if the Man United game is called off on Tuesday night, so it's worth getting someone in. I think, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And I, having spoken earlier about Ollie Watkins, you know, I I quite like him. I don't mind giving him uh, a little bit of a, a uh, little bit of trust. Obviously Norwich playing Villa, so the Dean Smith derby that'll be interesting. But Villa, I do think look pretty good under Stephen Gerrard, and Ollie Watkins seems to be seems to be the man. So yeah, perhaps that's the that's the way I'll go. Um, either way, you know, I'll find out whether well, I'll find out all the team news before the the Tuesday games. So City and Leeds. I just hope. I just hope Bernardo plays well. I, d- I don't know. Like it's, it's frustrating, very frustrating, but, um, but yeah, long way to go and 24 transfers remaining. So hopefully, hopefully with a little bit of luck, I can navigate this and, and actually improve my week as it stands. Fingers crossed. Eh? <laughs> podcast this week. It's and I think it's interesting actually because now feels like a, a as good a time as any. Was there anything else you wanted to talk on Sky before we um, move to the shout out? No, but I, I would say I think it's particularly depressing because I'm a Spurs fan and you're a United fan. Yeah. So I've just had a weekend of football where my team didn't play, and you may very well be about to have a week of games where your team doesn't play, and it does feel like you're a bit away from it, like it's an out of body experience because. It's the it's the league that your team is in, but it, you don't feel part of it when they're not playing, so it, you feel a bit detached from it all. Um, and also, just COVID rearing its head again and and ruining the football season and the FPL season. I know it's a very minor thing in the grand scheme of things, but yeah, you just thought that that was behind us a little bit, and now it's very much in our faces again, and it it means that things are taken out of your hands a lot and. All that planning is is slightly wasted. Yeah, absolutely, and and also, you know, moving away from football. Both of us are comedians, and you know, you you more so than me are a are a, a gigging comic. You know, you you rely on um, and make a make a really good living from comedy, and so it being in the position where we are now, it's it's very depressing to potentially be staring down the barrel of cancel gigs and stuff, which I don't think has helped. Um, but 
but we're not here to to, to bemoan <laughs> our luck um you know this is designed to to for us to cheer each other up i think <laughs> uh not not gone so well this week but but overall you know we're um we we are here to have fun and we encourage you we're having to, a whale of a time absolutely we're having a whale of a time and that's what it's all about um so with that in mind, um, I'm going to move on to our shout out. So uh, if you're new to the podcast, but then every week we like to give a shout out to someone on Twitter uh, or someone in the kind of um, FPL slash Sky community. And I think as I say these words, I'm pretty sure that I've I've mentioned this person before, but I do think it's worth um, do them again. Um, yeah, I do. I do think it's worth another mention. You probably know who I'm talking about, Tom, but I'm going to talk about um, uh, at FPL underscore Raptor. Um, so uh, FPL Raptor is one of the accounts that I follow on Twitter who I get notifications for. So in other words, whenever they they tweet, I, I get it. And and it's really interesting because he does spend quite a lot of time um speaking to other members of the community who are perhaps having a bit of a tough time and you know he has developed um in the last few months since the season started he's launched a youtube channel and there's now got nearly 10,000 subscribers and he is a uh, a lecturer in sports psychology which is why i think it's really really interesting he's he's got a book called the mind game which uh, again do it is worth checking out i've i must confess i've not read it but you know having watched some of his videos i know that he's um, he's certainly very knowledgeable and good enough to kind of share that information on YouTube and Twitter. But as we've discussed, um, it's it's important to keep keep positivity. Sorry, mate, what were you going to say? Yeah. I mean, I, I I do enjoy it. It's, it's fine. I'm not I'm not really depressed. <laughs> but, oh, um, absolutely. You and me both. Is, it's just the, the tone, been, you know. Yeah, <laughs> he has been FPL Raptor has been hit by this COVID situation more than anyone as well because he was tripled yeah. up on Spurs. He took them out and then I think he doubled up on United yeah. having taken a minus 12, I believe. Yeah, you're right. Obviously United <laughs> game is going to get postponed and he's going to have to take probably another minus eight to sort that situation out. Yeah, um, Dallo and Ronaldo like, he put in. Yes. But I mean, he he takes a very analytical approach to it and doesn't let it affect him because you can't you can't let that affect you. Like it's, no. You can't predict that a game's going to be cancelled because of COVID. You can only pick your players based on the information you have in front of you. Mm-hmm. And that's why I took a minus eight this week because I knew there'd be many people taking hits. So I took the opportunity just to take a little mini wild card, knowing that there's going to be lots of people around me doing the same. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that will be happening again this week because there's a lot of people who've just wild carded into triple man United because of their run of fixtures and they'll be needing to take them out to, to move money around and get some playing players on the pitch. Absolutely. And um, yeah, like, like I said, do, do, do feel free to check them out. You are bang on. No one that I've seen has, has been hit kind of harder than, than that. Um, and I thoroughly recommend kind of interacting with, with Ross at FPL underscore Raptor as well. Uh, I'm not sure how he got on in the FPL cup. I forgot to mention the FPL cup. That was a, a, a talking point. Uh, so very quickly, I, I, we won't talk about it too long because I know you um, didn't progress. But do you know, um, so what was your score and who were you playing against? Do you know um, that information to hand? Uh, it's, it's dead to me now, mate. But um, okay. I, was, I was very close. 
he, it was a complete dead team I was up against. That's um, the frustrating had... thing, isn't it? That's what I was going to say. It's it's really frustrating when you're playing someone who hasn't, um, you know, looked at their team since game week one. Yeah, I mean, he'd captain Bruno Fernandes. Right. But he had he had Jorginho in his team, who had a 15-pointer. He had Alisson in goal, Laporte, Diaz, Maguire. He had clean sheets across the back five. Right. And... I, he beat me by four points in the end. So if I hadn't Ouch. taken a minus eight, I'd have beat him. Yeah, yeah. And if Guaito had held on to his clean sheet, I'd have <clears> beat him. <throat> but it wasn't to be. Uh, it's a bad week to, to have the cup, I guess, because I'd had to take that minus eight. Um, yeah, unfortunately, now I'm going to have to sit back and sit out of that cup for the rest of the season. Yes, it's... Um, uh, I, I can't remember. I think last season I, I managed to to do all right. but And I can't remember what the, the winner is. Um, but uh, I have just so I I won my first one um by virtue uh, by twelve points or something after the minus well, I thing. Won Gallagher Hall. Say again, sorry. I won uh, a, Gallagher a Gallagher Hall. Hall. Absolutely, yeah. A Gallagher Hall is what got me through. Uh, and Vardy being benched actually because if Vardy had played, then he would have his his team would have had. So I've just seen who I'm going to be up against tomorrow. Um, they've got Guaita in goal, so same Zs. Um, Diaz, Manquillo, James, Bernardo, Gallagher, Salah, Ziyech, Vardy, Mopé, Saint Maximan, um, and Regulon, Luis, and Hoiberg all on their bench. So I don't know how many transfers. It kind of looks as though it might be a dead team. Um, oh no, he did take out Rafinha for Ziyech, which did nothing. So it's an active player. Um, but if I look at that team, you know, I would, I would hope that my boys have got enough. There's a couple of similarities in there, but again, that's what makes it interesting because normally I'd be happy to kind of risk not having Ronaldo. But if I'm going against someone who's got Jamie Vardy up against um, uh, a potentially depleted Spurs, ooh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but we'll we'll see. We'll see. Anyway, as we um, I, I digress there and that's uh, entirely my fault. So a uh, quick, quick look at the leaderboards in terms of the uh, FPL. If I do the FPL, uh, Tom, and you do the Sky, uh, yeah. we are looking at uh, Bear With Caller. So I'm uh, I had a little little red arrow in the old fantasy football face off cup. Um, but in 10th, we've got uh, Sertian Naidu. In uh, ninth, we've got Espen Lingra. Eighth, Joe Stevens uh, with the brilliant Under My Cucurella. In seventh, we've got At Chanziri. In sixth, we've got Samar Verma. Uh, in fifth, Alex Walsh. In fourth, a little lone uh, FPL manager, Tom Glover. And just ahead of him, uh, one of one of my best mates, uh, Louis Bastian. Um, he's annoyingly in our little group that we've got he's he's absolutely killing it so um but i'm very pleased for you lewis well done um meboob Rawut in second and then aaron jackson in first uh both of which who've got broken the 1100 point barrier already um but you're only 13 points behind that tom so you are doing very well um don't forget if you do want to join that league it is h-a-d-u-o-w we'd love to have some uh, some more entrants um and yeah you you'll be pleased to know that you're likely to still be beating paul proctor and um, even if you join at this early stage late stage i should say <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm i'm surprised to hear my name in that it's, it, i 
I haven't actually looked at any of my mini leagues because I've got red arrows for the last four game weeks. I just know that they're all going to be red. It's just a sea of red arrows when I look at it. But so it's nice to still be in the top five. Uh, the top five in Sky, in fifth place, it's Sandra Hill, Essen 1. In fourth, it's Mark Brown with DDAR FC. In third, Aaron Alton, good to be back. In second, Jack Labbrook with Gilfie Six Offenders. Gilfie Six Offenders, sorry, I did a, a little burp then because I just <laughs> have a membership. Um, and top of the list, it's uh, Norman Conquest, Mark Daniels, who is quite active in the Sky Fantasy Football Twitter community. He's one of these... Uh, Sky players who is doing very well this season and has been flying high near the top for for, for a few weeks now. So um, yeah, a lot of a lot of good Sky players uh, come into the top of the leagues. I think because Sky, there's a lot less luck involved in Sky. If you do your research and and you keep track of all the game days, then I think you can progress further in Sky than you can in the FPL. Um, and that is proven to be the case this season. Yeah, very much so, very much, and um, yeah, we've got some some people doing very well indeed. So thank you for um, thank you for that. Uh, now we are we're going to call it a day very shortly because we want to get this one out to you as quickly as we can. I'm trying to keep yes, it to before the deadline. Hope, uh, I'm not sure we'll have a producer Glenn will manage that, but yes, at the very least before our usual Thursday release date. Um, either way, we appreciate you listening. And if you've listened to the pod before, you'll know that this is the time of the week where I sign into my emails, have a little look and find out what has been going on from Mr. Sean Dyche as I read for the very first time live um, his poem, uh, Unattached. He he sent me uh, the text just via um, email, which is good. Three games without a goal as we continue our tale of woe. The best result we've had this month is a postponement because of snow. <laughs> a nil-nil with West Ham isn't everyone's idea of glamour. Another nail in the coffin delivered by London's Rusty Hammer. <laughs> Next up, we host Watford and everyone's favourites, Dennis and King. Every FPL manager debating which Hornet has the deadliest sting. Very nice, Sean. Twitter screams football's played on grass and stats are played on Excel. But Burnley away in winter is a budget forwards idea of hell. We're all very impressed, Josh King, by your non-penalty XG, but it doesn't count for much when your kids go to a footer to the knee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I do so love hearing from Sean. Never change. Ah, <laughs> oh, wonderful. I genuinely believe he is writing these now. <laughs> yeah. It does feel like it. Uh, I've really always embodied his voice. Thank you. I'm always pleased when, um, yeah, when I'm able to to read it in, in one go, which is good. Excellent. Right. Well, uh, I am going to love you and leave you, uh, dear listeners. Thank you for your time. Very best of luck in the week ahead. And uh, from from me, it's a good night. And it's a good night from me. And we'll see you very soon. Laters. Laters. Laters.